Welcome to Ancient Answers, our program that discusses a current and modern circumstances and then relates to the way ancient peoples also confronted the same human conditions. I'm Gordon. And I'm Shane. And welcome to Ancient Answers. Well, today we're going to do a Q&A, or as we call it, a quote and answer. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, the episode where we take a break from our usual format, just read out a couple of quotes from ancient philosophers, historians, and uh, see if they have any relevance in today's, uh, today's world. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. So I've got one here. We're going to start off with Confucius. And he, he once said that a lion chased me up a tree, and I greatly enjoyed the view from the top. Oh, that's an interesting one. I have come across that before. Yeah, I never have, actually. That's, my perception is that sometimes that means that circumstances can catch you by surprise, mm-hmm. force you into a thinking process different than you had been before because you're no longer complacent. And then in the process, you see something or perceive a new opportunity or a different way to a perspective to see about a situation. Yeah, and the the word perspective is what really struck me with that one is that sometimes in order to to solve a problem you have to look at it from a different way or really sometimes you just have to in order to change your lifestyle or improve your lifestyle. There's quotations around that. It's all relative, of course, but um, but just a change of perspective can be an amazing thing for someone. And when I when I read this quote, one of the reasons why I picked it is because I'm a big fan of the film uh, Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams came That's out right. in the late 80s, early 90s sometime. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, he actually talks to his students about this very idea. And he actually stands on his desk at the front of the class. And this is a private school in the 50s, I think, where it's very rigidly structured. Yeah, there's supposed to be a certain level of conformity there. Exactly, right? So, And he's Robin Williams, so he's this wild, crazy teacher who's really upsetting the establishment. And, and so, like I said, he stands on his desk and he starts talking to the students about how different the world looks from up here and the importance of finding new perspective. And he actually gets all of the students to come up one at a time to step onto the desk and see the world from that point of view. And I think that that's kind of the essence that this quote's trying to get at. But I like the idea of it's a lion chasing him up a tree because it's not just that a change of perspective is good, but that maybe a threat. Exactly. Maybe threat. some some bad things in your life can lead to something good. Well, you know, I think that it's happened. I mean, I certainly found in my life there have been a couple of occasions where I don't know if it would be an outright threat, uh, though I have had that happen, but something that forced me, maybe with a little fear attached to it, mm-hmm. to rethink uh, a strategy, three think and direction, uh, change my mind. That's a pretty powerful insight from Confucius if you think about it because it also represents how do we respond to a crisis. Yeah, that's true and that's extremely relevant right now. <laughs> it is. I mean, we live in a world where the rate of change and rapidity of change is out, it's unbelievable. Think yeah. of what's happened in even our lifetimes in terms of developments of further science, We've got entire fields of science like nanotechnology and biological technologies that mm-hmm. are, are going to change things. And, uh, you know, how do we also keep pace with our perception of where the direction is? So the idea of being going up a tree, I would mean imply that you're now seeing a broader perspective of what the situation is. Ooh, it's like if you're in the middle okay. of a forest... And you're chased up a tree. Suddenly you see the whole forest. Yeah, you can't see the forest for the trees kind of. Kind of interesting. Okay. That's why wow. Confucius is still popular after 2,500 years. Well, there yeah. There's a lot of thought 
given up to her. Yeah, yeah. he's he's one that we're 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 going to revisit quite often because uh, everything he has to say is still quite relevant, or at least I I certainly think so. Well, it still has a profound cultural influence in the Asian nations That's because true, they yeah. inherited directly. Just like you would say, we are of European background mm-hmm. descent. We have obviously naturally would have some link to the European sources of Greek or Romans. Yeah. I think it's fascinating and what an amazing time we live in that we can actually learn and share the, uh, uh, the, the thoughts and ideas of other cultures that help cross-reference and cross-pollinate ideas with us. Because mm-hmm. certainly the, the Chinese and Asian cultures have remarkable things to contribute. Yeah. Uh, the... I mean, I think with us in North America, it's very heavily European influence. But luckily, we're seeing a lot more, well, luckily or unluck, depending on your opinion. But I think it's, you know, um, multiculturalism is a great thing. And it's interesting to see a lot more influence coming in from the Asian side of things. And the fact that we're getting a lot more works of history and philosophy and what have you translated from uh, various Asian languages into English, so it'll well, help improve perspective. Indeed, I, I mean, we're getting perspectives in from South Asians, yeah. who primarily come from India and Pakistan. We've also got this remarkable, and I, I hope a, a continuing resurgence and renaissance to our indigenous uh, mm, citizens. That's who, a good point too. Who've yeah. not had a not had a good ride. Yeah, history has not been very fair, and and colonization has been a difficult issue to deal with. Yeah. But their con- contribution to the thought of how are the world and our life and serenity and so on. Be said. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. That's, that's right. thought-provoking. What's the next one? So the next one, so now we're heading back to Greece. This one's from Pericles. Just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we live in a world of political conflict, especially with our yeah. dear neighbors to the south. Yeah, there's, um, there's, some, there's some challenges in politics. Poli- uh, uh, certainly the polarization I find is a worrisome thumb that, you know, you're identified with one particular, let's say a political group, and that's only the way you've got to be lockstep to think some yeah. sort of pre-programmed. Human nature is much more diversified from that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but that's true. If you don't pay attention to politics, it will. It always going to pay attention to you. And and that's one of the reasons why I picked that one is because especially right now. I mean, we just had our federal election a few months ago, back in October, and right now there's all kinds of news about the U.S. federal election, which will be coming on uh, this fall. So there's a lot happening in North America right now in terms of politics, and and in Mexico as well. I mean, there's oh, yeah. seen that's true. Really yeah. had, you know, quite a. You know, uh, the new president of Mexico is mm-hmm. a very distinctively different political animal than his predecessors are. Yeah. He's, uh, I would say, more on the social side of things, which is not a bad word anymore. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Because Mexico has also got its own set of challenges just here in North America. Yeah. Well, we're seeing it in Europe. I mean, the whole Brexit issue. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good example. It's too. a very divisive group. And I've often wondered, is it possible they don't see the perspective of where we could go as human beings with her, if we wish to be more cooperative. Yeah. Well, and, and again, the, 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 what really hits me with this is the fact that, <clears throat> pardon me, I think it's more true now than at any point in human history where you can't just bury your head in the sand, where before, you know, class distinctions being what they were in societal makeup being what it was, uh, politics m- might not have affected day-to-day people very much, but now things are very, very different. And it's it's really, really difficult, especially in a democratic society, to just say, oh, well, this doesn't affect me. This has nothing to do with me. It doesn't matter. It's all going to be the same. 
But no, it really doesn't. It really does matter. One vote can make a difference. One voice can make a difference. That's and just because you don't pay attention doesn't mean that it's not going to go on without you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. We often admire the the Republican virtues of the ancient Greeks and the Romans during the time of the Republic period because mm-hmm. the, the way decisions were made and decided upon, uh, the fact that people took active voting, they literally voted on almost thing they do. Yeah. Um, I think that is worthy. I think we certainly have the, the strength and ability in our world today. I do believe, though, there is, there is an infotainment aspect coming in on the media to kind of make politics into almost a play game to diminish its actual importance mm-hmm. and nullify citizens today to not get active because if you embed the idea, well, what, 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 what can I do to make a difference? Yeah. What's my vote going to make a difference? Actually, it does. We do realize it doesn't take much to swing a direction, a political change in direction. Yeah. I mean, literally, 5 to 6% of voters can make a shift between one direction or one party and the other party. Yeah, it, it, every, every vote does count. So, and, and again, just with everything going on right now, I just, I just think that that's, it's very important to try and get that message out there. And especially in, uh, with, our, with our latest federal election a few months ago, Voter turnout was somewhere in the low 60%, I think, yeah. around there. And and a lot of people were happy with that, that it was a, a pretty decent turnout compared to the rest of our history. And to me, that's it's pretty appalling, frankly, that you know we're, we're in Canada. We're very fortunate to be a democratic nation. And the fact that I feel very fortunate anyway to be able to say that I have a voice and I can make a vote and I can put my, um, my feelings and my beliefs towards something better. And there is a lot of people around the world who are fighting for that same kind of opportunity who just don't have it. Yeah, we take it for granted sometimes. We do, yeah. We do. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember one famous uh, modern historian, or not historian, it's actually a politician, who made, I think, the kind of sarcastic comment that apathy is the lubricant of democracy. Oh. And uh, I thought that was just too bad because we could take a, 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 a look at our ancient you know, inspirations particularly the democracies that ran, and actually several other societies, such as early Germanic peoples and so on, ran what we would call a reasonable democracy. It wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. but they did have group councils of, uh, sometimes it was only males, although in the Germanic tribes you also had female participation in oh, voting, yeah. okay. uh, and Celtic, Celtic as well. We do know that there was a much more egalitarian thought than I think we think about. But the idea was you get consensus, because once you had consensus, then those that appointed themselves or were selected as leaders then had a justification to follow through in policy. Oh. It's, very, you know, it's just technical terms, but the ancients did it not much different than we do today. The problem is once you get into kingships and emperors where there's a uni- you know, just a unilateral decision-making. Yeah, absolute power. <laughs> absolute power, you get the problem of, of, of continuity from yeah, there. there. That's a go. good quote. Okay. All right, so next we've got Plato. People are like dirt. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more to that. Oh, but... <laughs> people like dirt. Okay, Plato, that's a happy thought. Yeah, he wasn't in a good mood, no. People are like dirt. They can either nourish you and help you grow as a person, or they can stunt your growth and make you wilt and die. Yes. That is something I would say during... More recently in my life, I've become more aware of the fact that some people get embedded with the negativity mm-hmm. or gloomyism or something like that, and... I had some challenges in lifetime, and, and I've realized 
it's pretty precious to be able to live in our time. Yeah. And we do live in a time where the possibility of individual fulfillment is is probably better than almost any other time in history. Now, don't hold me every, you know, there's going to be imperfections in every every time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is an interesting quote to think about that is... Uh, we think something as lowly as dirt, and yet it is what nurtures us. Well, and, and I like the idea that, because um, you, you get this idea that, A, you know, they're talking about, he's talking about dirt. It's super common and whatnot. Well, there's 7 billion people on the planet, but this idea that it can either nurture or suffocate you, basically. And to me, I was thinking about it as, it's all about the people that you surround yourself with. And let's be honest, I mean, there are some people, sometimes you just end up with the wrong kind of crowd or it's just Very not much, your type yeah. of people or whatnot. Like, unfortunate circumstances are unfortunate circumstances. But it's interesting when, if you try and be aware of the kind of people that you surround yourself with and how that can affect your life, either positively or negatively. Now, I feel very fortunate in my life because... I've been able to surround myself with a lot of positive people. Same here. And yeah. and that's really gone a long way to making me the person that I am today. For better or for worse, I'll let them leave it to them. <laughs> but, uh, but that whole idea that it is all about the people that you surround yourself with that can really make the difference and they can either lift you up and support you and help you succeed or do the exact opposite. You know, we're, we're recording this during the time of the uh, COVID-19 yeah, pandemic. You know, pandemic and stuff like that. And I would have to say that I have noticed the difference between people that report very negative, very scary information versus those that say, okay, you know what? We're going to be going through a challenge. We've gone through this before. We'll get out the other end if we work together mm-hmm. and cooperate. I find that that message is so much more powerful than than just ruminating on every possible negativity that could happen. I mean, exactly. if you start thinking in your mind about every possible thing that goes wrong, well, you'll drive yourself nuts. Um, <laughs> it's a long list, frankly. <laughs> it is. I have certainly learned in life that there's really a power to positive thinking. And you go back to this, this quote about dirt. We treat dirt as dirt, and yet dirt is where we get the essence of our agriculture that feeds us. Yeah. So how do you, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, that's, that's interesting that Plato would, would use that allegory mm-hmm. to convey the idea of what it is that you put value on. Yeah, well, and, and to go off of what you were just saying about our, our current situation with COVID-19, the current climate, uh, I watched earlier today uh, Doug Ford, and then a couple hours later, Justin Trudeau addressed, addressed the nation, or, well, Doug Ford addressed the province of Ontario, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of the of conservative government in general. Uh, my views tend to lean more towards the liberal government, and... So I've got, I've got my issues with Doug Ford and with the current conservative government. However, credit where credit's due, I was very impressed with the way that he addressed people today. Yeah, I, he, I, I yeah, yeah, it was it was very on message and just this is the problem. This is what we're doing to solve it. Case closed. That was that was really all there was to it. And he was very calm and and warning people or encouraging people not to panic. You don't have to stock up. And we're doing this and this and this. We're keeping trade open. We're doing these uh, preventative measures in medicine. We've been here before, exactly right. <laughs> so I was again credit where credits due. I was very impressed. And it's that whole idea where there's the people who are causing panic and worrying about the worst case scenarios, or there are the people who are just... Well, no, social media together. today is just a fodder place of yeah, extremists. It doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. And uh, you know what? I have a faith that, in, in not just in, in our home nation of Canada, but also in the United States as well, there are good, intelligent people mm-hmm. in the healthcare industry who understand what we need to do. It's going to be an inconvenience for a while, but it will be necessary to do that so that we can have a better yeah. future. And we'll get through it. 
We'll get through we'll it. We'll get through it. Okay. What's the final uh, quote that you had? Our final quote. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> I said earlier we we're going to come back to Confucius, and here we are. We are. Uh, Confucius said that one joy dispels a hundred cares. One joy dispels a hundred cares. This, this one resonated with me right away because the way I thought of it was, I think we've all been in that situation where you just have, let's say, a, a terrible day at work where nothing goes right and your boss gets mad at you and you spill your coffee on your lap and, 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 and just one thing goes wrong after another. But then you get home and your dog runs out and greets you at the door. You know, just a little thing yeah, like that. Or yeah. maybe a kid comes out to say hello to mom or dad or just you get to sit down on your favorite couch and put on your favorite TV show. Just it's amazing, I found in my life, that how... How that one little joy, that one little thing that I know is going to be there that I love all the time can be there to, to help me out. And it doesn't really matter what else is going on in my life or how many things are going wrong. Just that one little thing just sparks it all makes the rest go away. It's like turning on a light in a dark room. Yeah, I have certainly experienced a number of things in my lifetime where uh, I may be a little despondent or a little bit frustrated uh, you know, there are definitely have periods of time in our lives when things don't quite go the way we want, and we can get a little bit uh, self-conscious of that. And brooding is the word mm. my family used to use. You brood over things. I've had some cases where, out of the blue, somebody or something came along and unexpectedly was generous. Or I, I remember one situation when I was living in Italy. I was a young man. And I was definitely not in a good mood. It had been a very frustrating week of my time there. And I happened to just start a conversation with an older gentleman on the bus who kind of knew that I was out of place because I didn't look like, I didn't look Italian. <laughs> um, and, and in the end, he said, why don't you come to my house and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a meal and feed. I was with somebody who came with me at the same time too. And this gentleman and his wife, older couple, they just fed us. And then they gave me a little carved wood gift that he gave me. <laughs> he never knew who I was. Wow. I have never forgotten that. And I was able to track... I kind of forgot the time to say... I did profusely thank at the time. Yeah. But about a year later, when I was still living there, I did have a chance to come back in that neighborhood. And I actually went and sought him out. And I did thank him. Uh, because I appreciated a little gesture that just happened to come at the right time for me. Just a gesture of a, you know, a couple that wanted to be welcoming to someone who was a foreigner in their country. Yeah. And I remember it. So that, I've had many of those situations, and I have found that I'm very grateful for those things. And whenever I have been a little bit, you know, maybe frustrated or not, I will go down my way to think about one of those events in my life as a way to counter it, because I'm a firm believer that there is... It's, it doesn't mean that life is always easy, but there is definitely positive ways to look at the... The art of existence. There you go. And I think just to, to wrap up that thought, I remember seeing a clip from uh, Mr. Rogers, and I think it was his mother who said it to him, that in the face of disaster, look for the helpers. Because, you know, unfortunately, we, we're, Gordon and I are both uh, students of history. We, we're both fond of history, and we are very well aware of the, the terrible, monstrous things that humanity can do. But what's much more important are all, all the kindnesses, all the little kindnesses, and especially right now, uh, in the current climate with the pandemic, we're hearing stories about you know toilet paper and hand sanitizer being hoarded and some people trying to price gouge and sell them back for exorbitant prices. But then we hear about people who are buying up these things so that they can give them out to 
the elderly That's are the right. people who are most uh, most at risk. And I think it's really important to uh, commend those people and to think that, you know, sometimes the world is not a terrible place. <laughs> no, that's true. And I, I, it's interesting, Confucius. I mean, the one thing I have found from contemplating any of the Confucius thoughts and, and readings I have read in my lifetime is the sense of serenity about life. You know, smile, do good work, the universe will reward you back. As best it can. There you go. I mean, there's still random stuff that happens, but that's a great one. Well, that's powerful. <laughs> Those are actually four wonderful quotes that you picked up. Oh, thank you very much. I try. All right. So, you've been listening to Ancient Answers. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and we'd love to hear from you. Visit our social media links to help support the program. My name is Shane. And I'm Gordon. And we will catch you next time on Ancient Answers.